Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton Blake, and this week my friend Andrew Saylor and I talk about how L is for the one and only Lindsay Lohan. We chatted about Lindsay's iconic styling in Freaky Friday, the origins of the name Chessie, and what a Jamie Lee Curtis ice dance routine would actually look like. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod, that's omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Anyway, enjoy the show. This episode was recorded at Spotify's Pod City. Thank you, Spotify. Hi, Andrew. Hi, how's it going? It's going well. We're recording today at Pod City at Spotify, which this is my second time doing it, and it is just as intimidating, but I love how fancy my voice sounds in this mic. I know. I feel like it's going to be your beautiful, melodious voice and then a grating version of my, like, <laughs> Mac microphone. Oh, I don't know, because um, we're talking about Lindsay Lohan, and I feel like <laughs> my voice with Lindsay Lohan will run the gamut, just as her career has from child star to diva now. So, I don't know. We're, we're, on, we're on a roller coaster of voices here. Um, it's all about the peaks and valleys. Truly, truly. Um, and so... Like I said, we're talking about Lindsay Lohan today. But before uh, we dive into our conversation, I always like to ask our guests um, if they remember how we know each other. Uh, do you remember when we met, Mr. Andrew? I do, actually. Well, it was on our friend Lewis's birthday. Mm-hmm. We had a nice little dinner together at the Llama Inn. Yes, which I had never heard of. I had actually only heard of it recently, but I literally walked by it almost every day going to the gym for a while. Um, I just thought it was a cute looking place and never looked up the name. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I remember it being um, way too hot and I am what we call <laughs> in the industry a sweaty Betty. Um, so it was, um, I was just using anything I could as a fan. But yeah, that's when I met you. And then I immediately was like, wait, you look like someone. Who do you look like? And then you were like, oh, I sometimes get that I look like Chris Martin. I was like, ah, yes, that is exactly who I thought. Um, I get that one very often. And then some people get really fancy and tell me I look like Van Gogh. But you do have two ears, which is the thing that I um, obviously signify Van Gogh with. And so I cannot see past the double ear on you. One's a prosthetic, so... If I take it off, you'll really see the resemblance. You know, all the good ones are. <laughs> um, okay, so today we're diving into Miss Lindsay Lohan for the letter L. Um, now, uh, with all my friends, I sent out a little spready sheet of uh, topics we'd want to talk about, and you jumped on the Lindsay Lohan train. Um, why did you want to talk about Lindsay Lohan today? I just feel like she's been such, like, an interesting icon, like, throughout our lives from, like, kind of a very young, like, gay awakening, like, watching her in The Parent Trap and just that whole fantasy of, like, somehow being, like, thrown into a basically, like, rich-ass mansion that you didn't know existed (laughs) as part of your family tree to, like, obviously her iconic role in Mean Girls. Mm -hmm which I think has really formed a lot of my humor. I still quote it way too often. <laughs> and just, yeah, she's she's a human. She's had ups, she's had downs. She's always having comebacks. Really excited for her next one. 
Yeah, it's going to be really good. And we are certainly going to talk about it. Um, so, um, with starting with a young Lindsay Lohan. So yeah, my first introduction to Lindsay was obviously The Parent Trap, which I think was the whole world's introduction to her. Um, do you remember like the first time watching that movie? Ugh. I feel like it's just kind of like ingrained over the years of like rewatching it. Like I don't have like a specific moment of what, actually that's not true. I remember sitting on my parents' old like brown upholstered couch with mm-hmm. like a bowl of popcorn when I was still tiny enough to sit like cross-legged and lean back on a couch without mm. feeling like a monster yeah and just like popping some popcorn away and watching what is a really kind of crazy story that it's kind of traumatic if you break it down <laughs> no um <laughs> did you like me think that there were two of them I did yeah. I thought there was just like another one and then I found out that Lindsay Lohan just has the acting ability to play two people at once. I know, two people with very different accents. She was like, what, eight, like seven or eight or 12 or something in there. Um, And she fully had the range of like, yeah, she could be Dennis Quaid's daughter and Natasha Richardson's daughter at the same time. (laughs) I think think her strongest work in that is her wig work. I think her wigs are very good in that. Um, with the long hair. I wanted that long hair so badly. I was a little mad that they cut it, but like I get it. It's like you can't, you can't if just gonna, like give it if you're gonna trick your parents, you can't like put a wig on. I don't know. That could have been another version where they they're like putting extensions into her hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah, just like heat set. Yeah, so for those that don't know, which I can't imagine that people don't know this movie, the parent trap is about um a set of twins who were separated at birth who go to summer camp, find each other, um, and turns out they're both Lindsay Lohan. And then they realize that they're separated at birth um, and they decide to switch places and switch roles in life and so they can meet um, their other parent that they haven't met. And believe it or not, shenanigans ensue um, (laughs) where Dennis Quaid, who plays... um, let's let's say the california father um is um going to be engaged to a one miss meredith blake um who is a oh my god she's so old she's 26 and she is like this (laughs) sassy woman who wants to send um Lindsay lohan to boarding school because goals um and then the british and then the um other one goes to live with natasha richardson in England? In England. Yeah, I think they're in London. Yeah, London. Um, but I feel like for some reason there's like montages of Paris. Um, but that could just be me as a kid being like, all European cities are the same. Um, and Basically. Um, the, the whole thing is that they're trying, the twins are trying to get their parents back together because they believe the parents are still in love with each other. And hey, it turns out they are. Um, and yeah, I just absolutely loved that movie and I, I, it's a gripping tale um i feel like when that movie came out twins were very the thing like everything was about mary kate and ashley olsen like tia and tamara mallory um sister sister so i was like yes redheaded twins i'll take it and they probably just couldn't find an actual pair of redheaded twins so they were like let's just use this one person in two yeah days. yeah 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 <laughs> But yeah, I'm very impressed with um, Lindsay's accent work in that. It's um, I've been watching like um, they did like a Parent Trap reunion, and all of the um, 
all all of the actors and actresses and that they're like yeah Lindsay lohan was really good it's like they actually believed that she was british and i'm like that's pretty impressive for a, a young little little starlet yeah i still don't think i can nail an english accent so no and i'm certainly not gonna try i will only try uh-huh. when i'm trying to get my boyfriend to do something <laughs> is that how you ask politely that's how i ask politely in a british accent and rudely i just go straight cockney um <laughs> but then also shout out to like uh people being relevant in current day from that movie so um the person that plays chessie in that movie um is now on that show abbott elementary and killing it and which, by the way, Chessie is a hilarious character name because I guess it's short for Francesca, but we all as a society just adopted that Chessie was a name that we'll accept. I was actually going to say, can we pause for a moment and unpack the name Chessie? Yeah, let's and, do it. Because I didn't know where it was from, so you have solved the mystery for me. At least I think it's Francesca. I can't imagine what else. Chester? Um, I, can't, I can't imagine what else it would be from, but... Um, yeah, and, uh, like, up until, like, current day when I've, like, looked back at The Parent Trap, I just thought it was Jesse, like, because Jesse was, like, the name in the early odds. <laughs> no, I, I specifically remember that hard CH sound and just not understanding. I thought it was, like, maybe just a nickname, mm-hmm. which obviously a shortened version is a nickname, but, like, Brian and I, my partner, for those listening, were watching Abbott Elementary, we watched like a first of the couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And I remember her character was like introduced and we were both just like staring like, why is this woman so familiar? And like, we we're halfway through the episode in the middle of anything. I was just like, Chessie! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that that's a lot of her life. Like in like Trader Joe's or like walking down, <laughs> like paying a meter maid. It's like, Chessie, where's your denim vest? I feel like she also had that big, like, kind of Einergarten, like, white button-up shirt that she yeah. always wore, too. Yeah, some chambray. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. I mean, that's life when you live on a vineyard in California. Yeah, th- that, that California space was beautiful. It was definitely what we call indoor-outdoor living, which um, I think we can all appreciate. But, um, yeah, I loved that movie. And I was also so entranced by um, the actress who played Meredith Blake, who I'm blanking on right now. Um, she was just so beautiful to me. She had like Marilyn Monroe hair and a bold red lip and a big hat. And I was like, wait, can I be this woman as like what a seven year old gay boy growing up in Massachusetts? I'm like, that's me. Definitely. I mean, we all relate to her on a level. I love that actress whose name I'm also blanking on because she like always plays a bit of a villain. Yeah, and everything. she's got good villain face. Yeah, I mean, she's got bitch face. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, she's like, it's like, damn, she's gorgeous, but I do not want to cross her. Yeah, it, it's it's very um like Angelina Jolie as Maleficent villain, where it's very quiet and a little seductive, but like very old Hollywood Disney. Very that. I do love watching her unravel in that movie, though. The pinnacle is definitely uh the camping scene yeah yeah well which one where she wakes up or she has something in her hair (laughs) the one where she wakes up yeah so she wakes up in the middle of a lake because um the two twins little rascals um push her uh, like sleeping air mattress out into the middle of a lake and then she wakes up in the middle of a lake (laughs) just regular hijinks i do love that that one part before though that really sticks with me is when 
they tell her that you have to scare the mouth lines off before you go to bed by like smacking two sticks yeah. together and she's yeah. just like cracking them backing up into it's something. very good it's like it's high camp but it's also like you know a dennis quaid rom-com and natasha richardson rest in peace is just so Ugh. enchanting in that movie um and yeah it i, I think it just like checks all the all the boxes of of amazing movies rom-coms that really defined defined her i think it defined her career oh totally um certainly started it and then um defined a lot of gay boys childhoods as well (laughs) (laughs) well it entered her into the whole like disney family which like i feel like once you're in there and you do like decently well your life is made i mean obviously it comes with a lot of prices that we've seen from a lot of disney stars but yeah and so speaking of disney so the next movie that she did was life size which um is uh Lindsay lohan as like a tomboy kid teen um who um who lost her mother i believe um there's always an absent parent in in these um and she um gets a doll and she doesn't want a doll because she's a tomboy and so but but she's really into the idea of magic and the idea of magically bringing her mother back to life so she had like a book of the dead right yeah yeah you know just like what every what 13 year old girl has (laughs) in like her local bookstore the book of the dead i mean that was my dream (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah and so um through um through some crazy shenanigans again a lot of crazy shenanigans um this doll comes to life because Lindsay Lohan performs a spell there's the wrong hair on the brush that she has and she comes to life and it's Tyra Banks it's Tyra Banks as like um like a Barbie doll who's whose name is Eve um and then it turns out um Eve as a Barbie doll can't do anything because she's a doll and then (laughs) cut to the father falls in love with Eve and then Lindsay Lohan is like I don't like you. You're not my mom. Stop trying to replace my mom. And then at the end, it's like you're my mom. I love you. Um, through a series of events, and then Eve has to go back to Eve Land because she because um, she's not real. She goes back into a doll, but not before they all do a synchronized dance at the end. <laughs> I have a problematic statement to make, Here uh, we go. and I will definitely lose some points with the Lindsay Lohan fans mm-hmm. listening. Mm-hmm. I never saw the first life size. I've only seen the second one. Oh my god, you saw the sequel on like the ABC Family. <laughs> yes. Like, wow, wow, that is. Um, I'm gonna say that I feel like you're a rarity there. Oh, totally. Why? <laughs> who would see the remake of that and not the original? So I haven't seen the remake. Can you briefly describe what the remake is all about? It is like pretty much the exact same thing. But I think if I remember correctly, this was like years ago. And this is not a movie that really like stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a woman who's like a CEO of a doll company mm. and has like a ch- like a dirt, like a daughter who is like neglected because her mom's like out in the workforce doing her thing Mm -hmm. and so the daughter i think brings eve back to life and like it brings the daughter more into like the office and everyone's like oh my god you look like the eve doll and i don't know basically just gets her mom to like work less and hang out more with her daughter yeah and then at the end do they all learn something and then they um are forever changed exactly and then tyra bakes goes back into a box (laughs) <laughs> until the next movie <laughs> until, 
life size three electric boogaloo um i'm here for it yeah but uh Lin- Lindsay in that movie it's it's like you know she's she's being that disney girl she has so she plays football in the original life size movie so it's really funny because she's this tiny girl with huge uh like uh football padding on for a lot of the movie yeah. and um I would say that is some of her strongest padded work, I would say. Um, but it, 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 it's a good movie. It does have one of my favorite quotes that I say all the time um, in a professional setting where it's um, Eve, uh, played by Tyra Banks, uh, with bangs, um, is typing out like a memo and she's failing because she doesn't know how to type because she's a doll. And so... Um, someone is like t- showing her how to do this and they're like oh you press this for this and this for this and then tyra banks just earnestly to this person just says eve never says no to learning which is something <laughs> i say in my entire <laughs> life um and no one gets it no one ever gets well, it. well i will know where it's from next time i hear you say it okay good I feel like the one great thing that came out of the second one, though, is there's, like, a similar scene of her, like, typing and, like, smiling at people as they go by. And, mm-hmm. like, everyone's like, wow, she's such a good worker. And then it flashes to her screen, and it's just, like, gobbledygook yep. that she's typed on it. And that's what I aspire to do in my job. Yeah, she really didn't learn typing skills then from the second first movie to the second. She didn't, didn't retain much. I don't know how much of her memories reset every time oh, she's sent back true. to the doll state. That's true. That's true. Oh, and to be fair, she is a new model of the doll. It's not It's not a vintage Eve doll, I'm assuming. Sorry, Tyra, for calling you vintage. I did not mean that in the way you would think I meant it. Well, now Tyra's coming for you, for sure. <sighs> well, add her to the list. Um, okay, so then moving on to... Uh, Lindsay does, like, other stuff, but I feel like the next big milestone of her career is Freaky Friday which I think really put her into, like, the echelon of, like, these teen star movies. And Freaky Friday, again, she loves a, like, mistaken identity movie, I'm realizing now, where um, her and her mom, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, who's amazing, um, they don't get along. Um, she's remarrying, because, yet again, her dad is not in the... Her dad died, so she only has one parent. And so um, they're in a fight. They're, they don't like each other. They're polar opposites because Lindsay Lohan is a rock star teen and Jamie Lee Curtis is a therapist who, um, you know, is very uptight. And so what happens is they go to a um, Chinese restaurant, which, you know, get prepared for some mid-2000s, you know, not greatness. Um, they um, get like a fortune cookie um, and then somehow s- separately go into de- different rooms to open it and read it. And then that causes them to switch bodies. Um, and then it's a whole thing of them realizing how hard the other person has it and they and have more empathy for each other. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, or Lindsay Lohan as Jamie Lee Curtis, plays at the House of Blues because obviously uh, Lindsay Lohan is a rock star. Um, and then at the end, they switch back because they've learned to love each other and accept each other. Um, do you remember the first time watching this movie? <clears throat> oh, man. So, God, did that come out in either, like, I can't remember if it was middle school or high school for me. But, I mean, I feel like it really spoke to me as, like, not being understood at the time by, mm-hmm. like, my parents or, like, people yeah. at school. Because, yeah, like, yeah. 
Lindsay Lohan obviously looks like gorgeous and cool and like a fun person, but she like doesn't fit in with like the popular mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. girls at high school. And I'm like, but she doesn't care about it. And I'm like, oh, that's that's me. Yeah, I want to be her. Yeah, I am her. Yeah. So without the musical talent, of course. But did you have the chunky, um, <laughs> the, the chunky skunk stripe um, highlights in your hair? Uh, you know, I <laughs> I look back happy on this now, but the time period with like frosted tips and all mm-hmm. these like weird chunks of dyed pieces of hair, mm-hmm. my mom would refuse to let me touch my hair. So I don't have any of those like photos of that kind of hair choice. Mm-hmm. But were you so upset? College. You were so yeah. upset that you couldn't get them. Oh yeah. That's why in college in art school, I like shaved off half my head, yeah. dyed like part of it black and did these weird little like spots of like bleach and black everywhere. Yeah. So yes, maybe that did. And inf- <laughs> maybe this movie informed <laughs> that hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, it was like, yeah, that era of like, um, it was like a little post Avril, right? Of like the oh, yeah. skunk stripes, but it was like sexy. It was like the, still the low, low rise jeans and like the um, really tight raglan long sleeves with like a band name on it. And she had like chains. Oh, yeah. um, but, um, and then towards the end, you know, she like puts her hair in a bun and then she's like learned to refine herself a bit. Well, that's only when she's, when Jamie Lee Curtis is playing her. Yes. And she puts her hair up in that tight little, like, French knot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, look how great you look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Jamie Lee Curtis in that movie is a real revelation. Um, she was actually nominated for a Golden Globe for that role, which is fabulous. Um, that you think of, like, oh, like a Disney, a Disney little, like, rom-com moment, but fully nominated for a Golden Globe. Um, well, it's Jamie Lee Curtis. It, Do we expect less? Truly, no. I expected an Oscar for that, but, you know, hey. It's that wasn't her time, I guess. Um, but she was Jamie was given that script, I think, four days before shooting because the actress in it in that role fell out. And so the director was like, Get on a plane, I'll give you the script, and we need you. And she was like, Yeah, sure, whatever, I'll do it. And then she um got on set and gave the performance that's in the movie, and the director was actually like Jamie, it's like a little bit like too much. Like you're doing a little like too big. And Jamie was like, Hey man, I I've had like two days to look at this. This is what I'm going to do. And you're going to film it. And I was like, yes, Jamie. Yes. And that's the performance we got. Cause she knows what she's doing. She's like, this is the level I'm coming in at. I will not change. Yeah. But okay. I did not know this piece of information who was the original actress do you know i have no idea but who 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 do we think it could have been oh god that time frame the mom from lizzie mcguire for sure <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes i would yes the mom from lizzie mcguire aka like b-list bonnie hunt yes exactly yeah like very that yeah i'm into that i'm into that in that <laughs> Maybe that's how the whole, like, Lindsay Lohan, Hillary Duff feud started. <gasps> oh, maybe. Oh, my God, maybe. Yeah. Um, that that movie is, yet again, just so good. It was, like, we're, we're really in the beginning era of, like, Lindsay at, like, her peak of teen excellence. Um, also, that song that they sing at the House of Blues, the, I don't want to grow up, don't want to get out. I have been singing, like, my whole life 
um it's definitely like a shower song for oh it's a banger it hits that whole kind of like pop punk rock sort of like theme that was like so big back then yeah yeah and then um uh jane apparent i don't know if this is true or not but apparently that was actually jamie lee curtis playing that guitar solo in the house of blues scene allegedly i don't know if that's actually true but i would like to believe it is you mean where she's just like standing there and like slapping her hand against the guitar? <laughs> no, she's like actually play- no, no, but Lindsay Lohan is slapping. Oh, right, right, right. Oh my god, I'm getting him confused. Never mind. And F1's like, what are these am- what are these amazing chords that are coming out? She's really killing it. Which is like, no, it's like she's just patting the thing. But Jamie Lee Curtis, who is like fronting, who's like backstage actually playing like, yes, yes, singing yes. in the rain style, um, is that's apparently her playing. And um, I didn't do any research on that. I definitely like read a headline one time and I'm like, that's, that's canon at this point. I mean, it's fact. And I believe that she has the skills to do that. So, but I will say that all this talk of how like amazing Jamie Lee Curtis did in the movie, how she got nominated for everything. I clearly remember watching it with my parents. And at the end, my parents were like, oh my God, Jamie Lee Curtis did like so good. That was like such an amazing like acting job. And I looked back at them and I was like, what about Lindsay Lohan? (laughs) Yeah. Like she did so good. She played like an uptight 50 year old. Like how hard is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and like that's the whole thing of like both of the performances are so good that you actually like forget that it's like Lindsay Lohan acting as both these people or Jamie Lee Curtis acting as both these people. I think they did a fantastic job. And they recently said that they would be open to doing a sequel of Freaky Friday, which I think would be great. I think it could be like like um, Tumultuous Tuesday, Wacky Wednesday. You Thirsty know. Thursdays. Thirsty Thursday could be really interesting. Bring it into the modern age. I'm into that. Exactly. Yeah. I would. Okay. I'm not here for all these remakes and like sequels to things. Okay. Life Size 2. Well, I didn't have, like, a special place in my heart for Life Size 1, so that one kind of, like, skipped by. But, like, I mean, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but Hocus Pocus 2 (gasps) did not deliver what I thought it would. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. Go back to my episode D on Drag Queen. Sally Bazuda will come and find you um, and wrestle (laughs) you to the ground. Well, hopefully I'm faster than she is, because I don't feel like (laughs) dealing with that. (laughs) I liked it. I thought it was super camp. Um... But I, I I understand the criticisms and the positives, obviously. We can leave it at that because I don't want to <laughs> g- give your friend any more fire to come after me. <laughs> uh, okay. So speak, speaking of this podcast, so the next movie we have is Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, which obviously um, they ripped off my podcast title. Um, so rude. Yeah, I know. Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen. Hello. Um, I saw this movie... Um, in theaters and was like, this is the weirdest, craziest movie I've ever seen. It was really confusing. Basically, it's about this girl named Lola, uh, played by Lindsay Lohan, who um, I believe whose father is also not in the picture, like a, a running theme. And Well, he's like, we find out in the movie, he's like more in the picture than she like. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's all about her like going to a new school and like adopting a a new persona of like being this like 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 the child of like an art of like a major pop star and like Mm -hmm. really being really fancy when in fact she's nothing of the sort and yet again there's a lot of hijinks of her having to keep up the front that she's like this high to do person when she's not 
Um, so it is a very good movie. It is confusing. It the direction is um very uh much like the director was on LSD and had a <laughs> a real lot of ideas. Um, but then it all kind of also culminates in the end of them doing a rock and roll um jukebox musical of My Fair Lady called Liza Rocks. Um and the music is very good. The dancing is questionable. Um the production any... value of their sets though is oh my pristine. God. Oh my I'm God. like <laughs> forget that euphoria play. Liza Rocks really just upped the production value of any high school production. Um I, I recommend anyone watch um the video of the movie of that girl is a teenage drama queen, the song at the end. The choreography is unhinged. Ugh. The costumes are unhinged. Um, but I really want people to recognize the amount of pinky work that is in that choreography. <laughs> the choreographer was really into the idea of like the pinky being an accent in the um, in the choreography. So I really recommend that people go back and watch because it mean, is astounding. You got to feel it. All through your body, down yeah, to the truly, tiniest of your fingers. Truly, truly. Um, but then also, that was like the first major film for Megan Fox. I was hoping we would get to that. Of course, <laughs> another gay icon. Another hot, bitchy face person. Yes, yep. yes, yes. I loved it. It was like totally unhinged in like all the best ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt kind of like, honestly, by the end, I felt really bad for her mom because she's just like creating this entire life. <laughs> like, she's like, my mom sucks. I'm going to create this entirely other universe that I live in instead. But I will say she, she balls on a budget. Like her mm-hmm. clothes for school and everything are pretty spectacular for like how little money these people have. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they live in like a nice house in the suburbs. They're probably doing fine, but they're always like, painted as like the single mom like not bringing in enough and not having enough time to like take care of the kids yeah and like it's a lot of like patchwork suede and she has like a like um a little page boy cap and then in one of the scenes where she's like auditioning for the musical the liza rocks musical her hair is full-on in like victory curls <laughs> which i'm like you had to wake up real early to do that <laughs> hairstyle but like that's what i mean of like it's like kind of unhinged of like i think like the costume designer, the director, the like everyone was just like Disney was like, here's money, here's Lindsay Lohan, have fun. And they were like, Okay, don't tell us twice. They poured every bit of color and glitter they could into yeah. it. And then what was the what was the name of the band that she was like obsessed with like Stu something was the guy's oh, name? Oh yes. Um it was like not not like Stead Wolf, but like something like that. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and Yeah, because I think the guy the lead singer's name was like Stu Wolf. Yeah, well maybe that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um and then so after Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, like right after, she goes and does Mean Girls, which I think cements her in the lexicon as an icon and specifically a queer icon here. So you were mentioning before that you still quote Mean Girls to this day. Um, Do you want to tell people the basic plot and the impact it had on you? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I feel like in control now. Yeah, go Um, for it. So Mean Girls came out when I was in high school. Was it 2001 or 2002, I think? Mm, I think it was a little later. (laughs) <laughs> we'll just go with the plot then yep. i don't need to be talking about date details <laughs> so it centers around this girl katie heron mm-hmm. who moves back to indiana illinois mm-hmm. from living with her parents in africa for 
majority of her life, she's like 16 and finally goes to high school for the first time. And the whole premise is like showing all high school as like a, the sort of like uh, structure of like the jungle mm-hmm. where like, like who's in power, who's not and like all these different like cliques and things like that. And her trying to figure out her way of like integrating into it. And she finds herself in this group of mean girls mm-hmm. who are like the it girls of the high school. I mean, come on, Rachel McAdams, I Lacey mean, Chabert, Amanda Seyfried, like so good. It's perfect. Um, and then just kind of ha- getting integrated into that and realizing how conniving girls can be and backstabbing and like manipulative. And it's all just like this power play for being like the hottest, like most wanted person. Mm-hmm. And so Katie Heron basically decides to go after Regina George because of this feud over this guy, Aaron Samuels. Mm-hmm. And so Katie wants to destroy her and find, of course she uses her quirky art friends to do it <laughs> as one does. <laughs> and they go after her and it kind of consumes her whole life and it ends. I don't want to give spoilers, but I mean, at this point, can there be spoilers? I don't think so. I think it's canon. So it ends with Regina George getting hit by a bus and <laughs> Katie finally being like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do all this. <laughs> like apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty good it, it, it i mean it's obviously amazing it's written by tina fey um so the comedy is hilarious um and yeah i just i just remember um it's sweeping the nation and the world of everyone in like my like elementary and elementary school in middle school and high school was like oh my god this is totally our high school which is like so sad um (laughs) like all those like clicks and stuff were real but it tina really tapped into something um and it like still stands the test of time there's like a musical um about it which was like an amazing musical um they're talking about filming that version of the musical for um for a movie um the quotes are still super quotable um, but it really just stood the test of time and became, I would say, maybe one of like the most recognizable movies of our generation. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of another one that would like top that just yeah. for one, the amount of quotability, the amount of people who've seen it, the amount of people that can tell you like everything that happened in it. Like some people are probably going to come for me for my description of that movie. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the the older generation has gone with the wind and we have Mean Girls. I think <laughs> they, um, you know, I, I, I think there's a like for like there. Um, oh, man. That makes me feel better about our generation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, and it definitely, like, infiltrated gay culture in a big way. Um, I think because one, like, one of the main characters is gay and is like the gay kid in high school. Um, but then also it's just so ripe with all these hilarious, um, hilarious lines with these like amazing female teen actresses. I'm um, kind of like how gays also latched onto like Heather's. Um, oh yeah. It's, oh my gosh. it's like the, that's um, the eighties version of the mean girls that we have today. Um, but also what's really funny is that all of like the male actors in that movie um came out as gay like over the course of like the time the movie came out till now it's like tina you really know how to pick them (laughs) (laughs) well i mean 
male actors in LA, I feel like are just like quick little push over into that direction anyway. But... I think so. Yeah. A little cross the, the highway. Wait, how many others have? I know. Um, oh my God. The guy who played Aaron Samuels. I can never remember his mm, name. Yeah. So Aaron Samuels, Jonathan Bennett. Um, and then the guy who plays Damien, obviously. And then recently right. the guy who plays Kevin G um, came out, which is very exciting. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Good for you, Kevin Napore. <laughs> yes, very good. Very good. Um, so then this is kind of where Lindsay, um, she has like a couple more movies like Georgia Rule or Her We Fully Loaded, but then it kind of, um, her career kind of takes a bit of a, a um, bit, of, bit of a spin with um, kind of the media being all over her and her developing sort of like this, like, you know, this like drug alcohol problem. Um, and then the media just like totally scrutinized her and she kind of like didn't really work all that much until recently. I mean, maybe she just needed a break. She started working when she was like three. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if I had been a child, star, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. I've made my money. I'm just going to enjoy the rest of my life. But yeah, I mean, I think sadly for her, it was kind of a drug and alcohol fueled break that she needed like people were just coming at her she was obviously in that that was in the whole like party lifestyle of like paris hilton and britney spears Mm -hmm. all of them kind of like going out and like running amok which like everyone gave them so much shit for but we love to watch it i know well that's the really interesting thing of like especially with like britney and yeah i guess like paris and Lindsay and that um wrapped in that it really was um they all came to rise with the rise of the internet, which really just messed up a lot of people because no one knew, n- no one knew any like sort of guidelines or um, any sort of boundaries um, when it comes to um, like exploiting these uh, these stars and then the paparazzi thing and everyone needs photos twenty four seven and uh, all these like gossip sites. Um, so it's so unfortunate that like Lindsay, who like was a huge talent like you're talking about as a young kid even um in like her first and second movies being like the box office draw in these like multi like hundred million dollar movies um really just being torn apart by the media because you know she she partied like really hard but she was like a teen um so it's like it's it's really unfortunate how that all worked out because she um was such a talent and i mean obviously still is with like the what the kind of resurgence that she's coming up to i know it's kind of like sad because like if someone had followed me from like Mm -hmm. 17 to like 23 or whatever they would have also been like wow this person is unraveling at the seams like yeah and i'm just like whatever i'm just like doing my thing and partying and like she's just doing it with a lot more money yeah yep and famous friends yeah so, I mean, <clears throat> obviously, like, I think that she probably did need some help at some point, but, like, she never really was able to, ha- like, get that time out of the spotlight to really, like, figure it out. Like, everyone was just kind of, like, jamming their own opinion on her. Yeah. It was like, oh, she's partying and she dyed her hair black. We can't deal with this. And then they just dragged her <laughs> through the mud. <laughs> Meanwhile, me in college, like, <laughs> shaping off my hair and exactly. dying. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Britney shaved off her head, and everyone's like, she's she's going through it. I dye my hair pink in college, and everyone's like, oh, he's discovering himself. 
so she she goes into like a little stint of rehab, and I think she does it a couple times, um, which great for her. Um, she then um, kind of she she's she has some trouble, like I think, getting cast in movies like she did an Elizabeth Taylor movie that didn't really go so well. She did like a horror movie that didn't go so well. And then she had a stint where she had this beach club in Mykonos, um, which was uh, pretty wild. There was a reality show about it, which I could only get like an episode into because it was truly wild. But we did get, um, yet again, Lindsay being the iconic girl that she is, a viral this moment. This is how you party in Mykonos. Yes, yes, of her in a like LeMay silver jumpsuit, drink in hand, yes. whipping her hair around. Um, at her beach club um, just yet again just like causing the world to keep spinning um, I, I saw actually um, exercise groups like old lady exercise groups Stop. where they <laughs> did that dance in like a Zumba class as like a way to get your cardio up which I'm like Lindsay you still got it you can still influence everyone in the world I mean I do remember seeing that clip and just being like I wish I had long hair that I, I could just tussle around but I I guess I'll just slap a wig on and grab some glue yeah did she ever do so the only short hair she's had was in uh parent trap and life size (laughs) (laughs) and she only had it for half the movie in parent trap she's a long-haired girl I mean could you see I I feel like a lot of actresses when like they reach their kind of like I'm being more serious so they cut down to the little kind of like uh bob or whatever yeah the jennifer lawrence well jennifer lawrence did it i feel like michelle williams did it um and oh, hathaway yeah. did it at one point yeah and i will say uh the only the only three of those that i think can pull it off is michelle williams and she's still got it yeah 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 i i mean for her i'm like okay that was that was the right move yeah and then wait there's that other actress too who looks exactly like michelle williams carrie oh carrie mulligan yes thank you yeah yeah, yeah. She well, can she, pull it off because she, she was same, born with it. So. Yeah, she was born with it, um, and she'll never change that. Um, although, although now Carrie Mulligan's doing a lot of long hair work. She was long hair and promising young woman, and she's long hair oh. in the upcoming. She said, "Promising young woman was so good. I mean, yeah. really tragic, but like, I did not expect that movie to go where it did." It, I have an episode coming up about Oscar snubs, and believe you me, I will be talking about alumnus Carrie Mulligan there. <laughs> was she nominated, or she just didn't even get nominated? I don't think she... I, she might have been nominated, but she had no chance of winning, unfortunately. Ugh. I mean... Yeah. Um, so, back to Lindsay, as much as we love Carrie. Um, uh, so, sh- she recently is kind of like back in the world... Uh, because of this Christmas movie that she's in, the which is called Falling for Christmas. And um, I watched, Giovanni and I watched it this weekend. Um, it was a, it was a Fantasia of Hallmark realness, but it's on Netflix. Um, so it doesn't have to be as like Christian focused. It doesn't have to be like as Christian forward. Um, <laughs> but there is what we call Christmas in every frame. And basically the plot is that... Um, Lindsay Lohan is this um, hotel heiress. Huh. I wonder who that's hmm. who possibly be about. I wonder what parallels we can draw there. I wonder what parallels we could draw from that. <laughs> um, and she uh, is in this 
bad relationship or like superficial relationship with this influencer named Tad, which yet again is a completely regular name. Um, and they go up to the top of a mountain. He proposes. She obviously falls down the mountain and gets amnesia. Cut two, she's taken into the North Star Lodge, which um, is fronted by Cord Overstreet of um, Glee semi-fame. And so he um, takes her in and he's like, you know, the not rich guy who wears like a flannel and carries wood to the fireplace and his <laughs> inn is like not doing well. And so she has no idea who she is. Um, but she adopts the name Sarah because of a doll that she sees. Um, yet again, stuffed animals and dolls, constant um, Lindsay Lohan theme. Well, she needed a plain name while she figures out who she is. <laughs> no, cut, cut to her name actually being Sierra, which is just Sarah, but like a bit more Gen <laughs> Zified. Um, and basically, it's a classic Hallmark ish movie of like, she learns that she loves this guy and then she learns how to like actually do chores. Like it's basically the simple life, but with Christmas. Um, <laughs> and then at the end, the, you know, her father like comes, comes to get her. She remembers who she is, but she's changed forever because of this guy. And then court Overstreet and her um, fall in love and they kiss. Uh, but what's actually really funny and weird about this um, movie is that it's on, besides everything I just said, um, is that it's on Netflix, so they don't have to be as Christian. So there's a weird side story of this Tad character who gets, like, lost on this mountain. And he's, like, a flamboyant, quote-unquote, straight guy because he's marrying Lindsay Lohan. But there's right. so many weird gay winks and eyebrow raises with different people and then he ends up leaving with her assistant who's a man and then they're like oh we're gay now <laughs> i mean look he just wanted to lock it down so he didn't have to work for the rest of his life i think so i think that's kind of the dream for all of us right wait so if you've seen this movie i haven't but i watched the trailer because i knew we would be talking about this today yes. i I can't watch Christmas movies in November. I have to wait a little bit longer. Yeah. So spoiler alert to anyone listening. We are recording this in November. Um, this will be coming out oh. probably in December. But hey, you know what? <laughs> then Apologies. That is okay. You have a whole month to watch this movie. I lifted now, the veil. <laughs> that is okay. That is okay. Um, but it, it's, it's a wild movie. And sorry for spoiling that, that really um, deep, intense, Oscar-worthy plot for you. Oh, I mean, I saw the trailer. I know exactly where this is going. Yeah, exactly. I did love in the trailer, though, that as she's like falling off the mountain, mm -hmm. instead of grabbing her hand, he just pulls the ring <laughs> off her yes. finger. Yes. And I'm like, he's like, I got to return this if this yep. doesn't work out. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. And it's 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 very much like a welcome back, um, Lindsay Lohan. It's her doing like, yeah, this like Freaky Friday Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, like like she's fallen down she's getting into shenanigans um and it's just a really like a welcome home to like this rom-com superstar i read that she got to do a lot of her own stunt work for this <gasps> and based on the tumbling that she did in in the preview <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> i will say there's maybe two stunts um one of them is her falling down a hill which yes very very hard to do and, was uh, it the one her falling over that chair? Oh, so I guess there's three. Yeah, she does fall over a mm. chair. But the third is she has some uh, amazing fitted sheet work where she tries <laughs> to put a fitted sheet on a bed. In <laughs> That's a, in the preview. In like a classic um, uh, 
2000s montage. Um, and it's very funny. And um, I say good job on the fitted sheet work of One Miss Lindsay Lohan. I want to know what fitted sheet she's using and which fitted sheet has that kind of strength of elastic in it to snap her little body around like that. Yeah, I know she didn't get it where I got mine at Target. <laughs> I will say the plot gives me major like overboard vibes. Yeah, yeah, very that, very that. Which yep. is also like kind of a, when you break that down, it's like <laughs> man finds woman who doesn't know who she is and takes her in and makes him work for her until she <laughs> remembers who she is and falls in love with him. <laughs> Like when he says, when they're in the hospital bed and he goes, I've got a room for you. I'm like, what sheriff is just like, yeah, here, take this woman who doesn't know who she is. Let her stay in your hotel until she figures it out. Yeah, I'm here for that. I'm here for it. Um, so basically, that's kind of where we are at with Lindsay Lohan. Um, what what do you want from her next? Like, what what's your dream for her? Well, okay, so funny enough, uh, my friend Nick who you met mm-hmm. when we went out a like, week or two yeah. ago. Hilarious. Um, he and I have been talking about it. He found out I was doing this podcast. And he so he's been sending me, like, content nonstop <laughs> to try and get me prepared. And it's been making me, like, am, am I the one? Am I not qualified for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but I went to see um, Black Panther, like, last week. Mm-hmm. And I was joking with him. I was like, well, what if she just, like, shows up in the <gasps> movie? Like, maybe she there's, like, a cameo that we don't know about. Ooh. And then after that, he sends me a post that one of the next things that she wants to do is join the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <gasps> That's not a half bad idea. So I think I, I am sub- full in full support of this. I don't know exactly what kind of character she would be. She obviously, like, I mean, I will not step on your toes and say she would be a better Scarlet Witch than mm. Elizabeth Olsen, because I don't think that. I think there could be some sort of sister or cousin or, like, I, I don't know, but I see something there. I could definitely see, like, witchy vibes. Yeah, definitely coven, coven girl. Co- easy, easy breezy, beautiful coven girl is pretty <laughs> lovely. I'm here for that. Yeah. Easy bake coven. Ooh, Easy Bake Coven is, is uh, I could see that as a culinary competition show. Um, oh, my God. So, yes. So, I, I'm here for that. I think she'd be great in Marvel. I do want her to stay away from, like, the serious roles for a while. I want her to kind of oh, get yeah. her footing back into, like, yeah, like a superhero or, like, more rom-coms. And then, like, ease back into, um, like, basically, I want her to start where Anne Hathaway was. Um, yes. Okay, so Andrew, are you ready for a little bit of a game? I am. Okay, cute. So the game that we're playing is called Freaky Fry Gay. And uh, <laughs> what we're going to do is I'm going to give you two celebies, and you have to tell me what you think would happen if they switched bodies. I'm ready. All right. Let's do this. Here we go. Uh, okay, so we briefly talked about her. Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. What would happen if she switched places with... Joe Biden, princess of <laughs> princess of pop, president of the United States. Well, for one, uh, I think that we would probably be in a lot better of a place. I think she would probably be writing abortion laws mm-hmm. and signing them, getting that out there. Oh yeah, uh, everyone would get a few free Pepsi bottles. <gasps> uh huh, uh huh. And then everyone would get tickets to see her play the White House. I think so. But see, but here's the thing. Would Britney just be Joe Biden doing all those dance moves? Yes. Yeah. Fabulous. Yes. 
And everyone exactly. be like, wow, Joe really has a pep in his step these days. <laughs> in his crickety old body. <laughs> doing <laughs> oops, I did it again. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. That, I think that is good. And I want Britney for president. I'll take it. Um, okay. Okay. Now we have a bit of a billionaire millionaires club. Here we go. Okay. A one Miss Oprah Winfrey mm-hmm. switching places with Elon Musk. Recent Twitter owner. Oh, God. So what would Oprah do as Elon or what would Elon do as Oprah? Uh, whichever whichever you want to elaborate more on. Hmm. I like the idea of, e- of Oprah taking over as Elon just mm-hmm. because it's obviously one is a bit more evil than the other. Yeah, just a bit. So, I mean, honestly, I just want her to put like Twitter back to where it was. All yeah. this like verification bullshit and like monetizing it and like, let's be real. We don't need a platform of like free unadulterated speech like that. Like there needs to be moderation. Yeah. But we need a platform of free candles with every subscription and Oprah will (laughs) give that to us. There'll be a candle under everyone's seats. Everyone will get a Snuggie. um, Uggs uggs aplenty for every Tesla user. I love the idea of like Twitter just becoming Oprah's like favorite things. Yes, yes, I'm She's here like, for that. I'm sorry, this is not on the subject of the, these new little pasta noodles that I love so much. <laughs> so we're kicking you off of Twitter. I think that's really good. It's like, what, you don't love Swiss chard as much as me? You're out of here. And she just sends everyone she doesn't like off into space on his, on Elon's rockets. I mean, okay, here we go. So we have Brittany as president, Oprah as ruler of the free world, or of free speech at least. <laughs> So basically, women should be in leadership roles yeah. instead. Hello. You, is... you, you know, I'm here for that, 100%. Yeah. Um, and then this one is uh, close to my heart, um, okay. which is Jamie Lee Curtis mm-hmm. switching spots with Michelle Kwan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I just, for some reason, like, I know it would be in Michelle Kwan's body, but I see, like, this whole Halloween mashup where <laughs> yes, yes. where she's being chased on an ice skating rink and doing like triple axles and, and like double sow cows to get away from the killer. Mm-hmm. I think that's, And it ends with yeah. her like slicing him with a skate. <gasps> I mean, come on. I know Halloween technically ended with Halloween ends, but Halloween on ice? Well, I mean, they're going to make another one that's going to just be called Did Halloween Really End? Ooh, yeah. But but then it's like only for like the Winter Olympics. I would love to see <laughs> Michelle Kwan do it. And I would love to see Jamie Lee Curtis as Michelle Kwan doing a routine at the Winter Olympics to the Halloween theme um, with her like sassy glasses <laughs> and like a pantsuit. I think that this could win the olympics like a pair like pair skating mm-hmm. one as um jamie lee curtis's character who i'm blanking on the name of right now i just saw that movie the one being chased and mm-hmm. then michael myers and they're doing like this like crazy like intense like chase scene or whatever yeah. but then yeah. like do these crazy like synchronized jumps together and then back into chasing and it I mean, ends with one of them fake dying i think that's pretty great because in uh well, I'll talk about this in a future episode as well. Famously, the difference between ice dancing and figure skating is that in figure skating, you can throw the girl. And so I do love the <laughs> idea of Michael Myers throwing Jamie Lee Curtis, um, who lands, you know, as a um, 
uh, one foot pointed in an axle moment. <laughs> um, okay, and then last bit of Freaky Friday, we're going to do an okay. Andrew's Choice of which two celebrities do you want to see switch bodies? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's how Lindsay Lohan enters the Marvel <gasps> Cinematic Universe. Ooh. She Freaky Fridays with Elizabeth Olsen's two on the nose. Like Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. No, Ant-Man. Oh, with Paul Rudd as Ant-Man? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> Can you imagine good. Lindsay Lohan like acting as Paul Rudd? It's just like, yeah, you know, I gotta do that. <laughs> just like <laughs> just like really like amped up. But... I think that's good. I think that's good. I would like to see um because of like their similar trajectories, maybe I don't want to see them switch bodies, but I just want them to see them interact. I want to see Lindsay Lohan and Winona Ryder do like a thing together. Because Ooh. it's like you kind of have like similar narratives there. Um, and I love both of them. And they're both like having a bit of a revival. Um, oh I, I will gosh, say yeah. on, on the topic of Winona Ryder and um, her kind of being back in the mainstream, I think it was Pantene or L'Oreal did this ad with her as Stranger Things was coming back. And I, I don't know who approved this line that she said, but it was all about... Um, like this mystery girl, and then she turns her head, and it's Winona Ryder with beautiful hair. And the line that reads across the screen is, everybody loves a comeback. Which I was like, that is so shady to a one-miss Winona Ryder. Which I'm like, yes, girl, get your bag. Like, get your money. But who I can't imagine that that was an easy pitch to be like, so we're going to capitalize on the fact that you were, like, um ostracized from hollywood and now you're back and your hair is really beautiful i mean there's a like i feel like she spoke a lot about that how like her kind of coming back there were just like aren't roles for like women of her age yeah. like who haven't like stayed in the industry throughout that time period mm. but i don't know i'm here for it i love her in stranger things well andrew you absolutely killed that game obviously um and before we go i do have a weekly segment on the podcast where I ask my guests what they're obsessed with in a segment called Guest Obsessed. So, Andrew, what have you been obsessed with recently? Well, as that we're now that we're entering the winter time of year, mm -hmm. the temperature has finally dropped. Yes, yes. I am currently obsessed with finding ways to fight my seasonal depression before it starts. <gasps> Yay! Oh, that's so fun! <laughs> Welcome to the party. Um, how are you doing this? Well, right now, I think my my new kind of hobby i guess is it's like pie season so i'm just gonna like make a lot of pies i just oh, made like a key fun. lime pie this weekend that oh that's my favorite ginger snap crust and the new york times just like released their whole like all these pies for thanksgiving mm -hmm. and one of them is a blueberry pancake pie and i am so excited to try and make it Ooh, okay you'll have to ship some to la because i want oh, sure. that um i'm sure it travels real well um but Andrew, I just want to thank you so much for coming on this podcast. I knew that you would be amazing as a redhead Aww. yourself, um, <laughs> that you would represent for Lindsay Lohan as the head of the redhead brigade. Um, That's why we connected. <laughs> thank God. Um, before we go, do you have anything that you want to like promote or get out there into the world? Yeah. Um, to all those listening. If you follow me, you will not find a lot of content, but maybe if I get more followers, I'll find a reason to create some. <laughs> but my Instagram is AR underscore Sailor, S-A-Y-L-O-R. I find people get really annoyed with the underscore, so I'm sorry about it when I signed up. 
that was the a thing. Lot of variations of my names without an underscore. So yeah, what are you gonna do? Do a period? No, that was not the cool thing back then. Ugh. All right, Andrew. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciated um, this yeah. whole conversation talking about our redheaded queen Lindsay Lohan. And for anyone listening, um, just make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod. That's omdqpod. And let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, if you're listening on any sort of, you know, podcasty platform, leave us a rating and a comment about, like, what you like. And who knows? Maybe we'll make one of your obsessions into a podcast. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Bye. Bye.